2: It's the KSL Movie Show. The natives in the Amazon worshiped it like a god. With Doug Wright and Steve Sales, the week's big movie review, movie news, trivia, games, and prizes—all on the KSL Movie Show. Here's Doug Wright. This is a man. Handsome. Muscular man. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and the 1160 AM.
3: Well, today, ladies and gentlemen, the movie show originates from the hallowed halls of Hale Center Theater, and you know why I love to do the show right here at Hale Center Theater. Oh, I know why. It's just the perfect venue. So you can bring down the chandeliers. It's the perfect. Yeah, this great one right uh, on top of us here. Yeah. It's the perfect venue for the movie show Top tens dramatic opening. It just reverberates. It's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing.
4: It's disturbing. Uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, I think somebody should call PETA. It's that's how,
5: how frightening that is. Well,
3: just because, you know, coyotes howl from miles away. They're you are like, know? what was that? What was that? <laughs> Does Doug need help? Is that a friend? <laughs> okay, so the only thing, and one day this will happen, we will be at the Utah State Capitol. And we will do that in the rotunda.
5: You know they I'm, have highway uh, patrolmen. And, stations. of course,
3: I do have this secret desire. Imagine, and this will never happen. This is like when the Rolling Stones said that, yeah, they would come to Utah if they re- could record a live album in the tabernacle. Oh. Can you what? imagine the movie show top ten? Oh, it would be perfect. The Honestly, musicians from around the world live to perform, record, in the Salt Lake Tabernacle, there are people that probably never would have come to Utah otherwise, except they said your performance will be in the Tabernacle because the acoustics are incredible. And imagine they did the it stones. without a nail. I know it's it it is amazing, amazing. And the well, anyway, but imagine the movie show top ten reverberating. I'm still thinking there. about the stones in the tabernacle. That yeah. would be hilarious. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah, like that would ever happened. Like the movie show, whatever happened there. However, the Doug Wright show did happen in the tabernacle.
4: And you I directed a right the choir there once. You did? What? Yes, I get points for that.
3: Wow.
5: Well, I played the organ. Did you? Yeah. I dropped a pin. Uh, yes. Was no, that part of your head?
4: What? <laughs>
5: <laughs> We've only been on the air for two minutes. That's it. <laughs>
4: I wanted Dignity today, folks. Yeah,
3: Dignity. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like in uh, Singing in the Rain. It's all about dignity. (laughs) And then they have them on the vaudeville stage. Well, it is the movie show, obviously, coming to you from Hale Center Theater. And we probably ought to stick to format. And let's do the movie show preview. Here we go. The following preview has been rated G and is appropriate for all audiences.
2: Coming up on today's movie show, the big
3: movie review. We have got some of the most significant, cerebral, thoughtful, absolutely spot on for... films did you see? ...really rejuvenating your brain. And one is, I'm not sure, Moonfall, if you want to just kind of check out and just go... Okay, the more, yeah, but, cr- the more bizarre stuff, the more crashes, the more things that are totally,
5: you know. But what, it has the, to have a hint of credibility. Do you know what I love? I love,
3: gosh, if we only had a space shuttle, we might be able to save the world. Well, follow me. And you go into the old warehouse, and it's all graffitied, and it just fires up, of course. Yeah, oh, Boom. You know, we got to go save the world here in about 20 minutes. So, yeah, I'd fire that baby up. And oh, man. and when
5: they do the countdown, they're looking at the tsunami wave. Uh, skip the countdown. Push the button. Well, I love it when they blast through the wave itself. They go,
3: they're <laughs> underwater. Just force. Well, anyway, wouldn't that
5: blow out the?
3: Oh, the it, candle. It would. What that would do to the trajectories, to the <laughs> speed, to the the fragility oh. of the thing. Oh my goodness. Anyway, Moonfall is out there and uh, followed. This is this is a very close second and. However, I did not, I've been wanting to use this word, I did not deign to see this. But uh, you subjected yourself to jackass forever.
5: Mm. Boy, oh boy. I, you know, I'm not a prude, but I'll tell you what, this definitely pushed the envelope.
3: Well, these guys aren't becoming uh, more reserved and sophisticated with age. They're getting, you told me the other day that it's just horrifying in some places.
5: Uh, disturbing,
3: disgusting, depraved. Oh, okay. Well, Other another that, another high recommendation from the movie show. Then there's, you know, when, when I first sat down and I was watching this movie, I went, what is this? First of all, I don't like stiff animation. I don't like that where, you know, you know sometimes the fluidity is so beautiful in Pixar and old Disney movies and so on. That really stiff, I mean, it makes Boris and Natasha look like sophisticated animation. But I kind of fell in love with the message in this. I mean, imagine spending... Are we talking about Flea? Basically, I was going to mention the name after I did the big build. Oh, I here. was waiting for you to not so, mention it. Yeah. You know, so when you watch somebody struggle through their young adulthood, not only just what what is going on in your country of Afghanistan, but within your own personal life and your own personal family, honestly, Flea, uh, I have to admit
5: finally captivated me. it took me a minute to warm up to it well, what do you but, do when you want to tell a story but you you can't go back to the place where you right you shot it or you, where you lived uh for several reasons and well, i have a i why have not a, use every av- available I have product? a very dear friend who would love to go back
3: to Iran, and as a matter of fact he said if, if I ever do and it's safe I'd love to have you go with us and he can't. He he can't go back to his homeland.
5: Yeah, you know, and
3: that's sad. it's it's tough. But Flea is a real interesting movie. Uh, Sundown, The Wolf and the Lion, Reacher. Uh, some of these things we're going to talk about in uh, in the uh, quarantine or quarantine. We're almost back to the quarantine picks. Well, the streaming the quirky news. quirky picks. Streaming Reacher news will is cover them. So good, my, my and Gilded Mom Age. Dee loved... and I are in love. I know you don't like this. No, kind I, of crap. I watched
5: the second one. I but Gilded Age. I'm really really into that. Oh boy. Reacher. Oh, boy. My mom loved Lee Child's books about Jack Reacher. She read them all, sent half of them to me. And that one complaint, she said, I can't believe they're going to have Tom Cruise play Jack Reacher. He's 6'5", 260. He's a monster of a man. And forgive me, I mean, Tom Cruise is a great actor, but he's 5'7", no. 5'8", maybe. No, he's not 5'8". I'm 5'8", and he's shorter than me. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but the new guy that they have playing Reacher is a stud. I mean, he just he walks in the room and you're like, "Okay, this yeah, is going to Yeah, I've seen be the good.
3: trailers on this and he looks pretty cool. He's I've big. I've watched
5: all 8 episodes. It's brilliant. Wow. So we'll talk about that and Do you devote a whole day
3: to that? Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. So we have loads of stuff, racism in America, we'll talk about that. Oh, that's uh, but a good movie. the big movie review of course is Moonfall. Well, here's the thing, though. You have you to admit what? it is a big movie.
5: But the real I mean, the big movie, as far as dollars, I guarantee you, it's going to be jackass. I know, isn't
3: that just that? That is. What were your words? Disturbing, disgusting, and depraved. Yeah, it's and sad yet
5: stuff. People are going to flock to see. Uh, this. I know they will. They will. And I will tell you why. Maybe you shouldn't. So we're
3: going to talk about Slam Dance. We'll talk about one of the films that uh, premiered at Slam Dance, and a little bit about uh, you know, if if you're a, a train nerd, I have a friend who's a train nerd. And actually, when the big boy came to town, you know, for the Spike One Fifty thing and the Eight Forty Four and all of those, I, I mean, I was chasing those trains all over, you know, Weber Canyon, and it, it was and fun. My brother-in-law
5: but, and his son came out from oh from uh, California. But th-
3: these are, I mean, they're they're not out tracing, like you know steamers. They're they're out there just. Okay, I'm going to sit here for about nine days and wait for the freight train to come through Rush Valley, you know. And yeah, it was that weird. was a little weird. But anyway, we'll be talking with uh, filmmaker Alex Neville. He'll be joining us on the program today. And, of course, the movie show Top Ten, which I have already touted Threatened. as well it should be. The movie show Top Ten. And, of course, we'll have Telephone Torture and Jeff the Whipple. Sent uh, some uh, more information here, and we've got uh, two big packages here, the traditional package and then the Valentine's Day package that you'll be able to choose from in Telephone Torture. And let's see, what else? Oh, a D will join us. She will deign to be seen with us since we're such a classy joint.
5: You well, know. of course, and I'm sure if you're going to talk about the Gilded Age. I'm oh, absolutely. It's big, big, big. I actually thought the second episode was better than the first one. But Did you? Yeah. Oh well, you know. So I, I I'm I'm into it. When it comes
3: to quality viewing, you old know, old money, is,
5: new money, all that, just like. Uh,
3: oh yeah, shoot Steve! Not, not really enough explosions. Me. So few people were killed. No, no, in that. it's just so petty. And the carriage chases just didn't somehow, you know,
5: petty, petty, petty nonsense. Petty. Oh ho, ho, ho.
3: boy, Deanne's gonna love talking to you today. Well, there you have it, the rundown of the movie show for February 4th. I mean, I think it's we appropriate. We can't
5: hang out with those people.
3: The day of the Olympics open, the movie show is here Oh, I'm for looking you. forward to Nathan Chan. I want to see him. Yeah, oh, fun. exactly. Very cool. Very cool. What was it, the high score? In, 111 like, points something history or something today? the movie
2: show so what are you proposing it's simple kill the batman on ksl news radio 102.7 fm and 1160 a.m
3: jam-packed show today we've got lots of movies to talk about including moonfall and we'll do that right after our news here at the bottom of the hour but uh, much much more including a spectacular prize package well, there are two options. The traditional package that we have for telephone torture, but we also have something that is especially designed for Valentine's Day by our friends at Megaplex Theaters, and we'll walk you through all of that coming up on the movie show. The movie show.
4: Hey, look, he's trained. Shake, uh-huh. Speak. Hi there. Ooh.
3: Did that
2: dog just say hi there? On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. In a moment, we'll review the uh, movie called Moonfall. And now, the big movie review. Doug and Steve tell you exactly what they think of the biggest release of the week.
3: Okay, the big movie review of the week is Moonfall. And... Yes. I was listening to Tim and Amanda coming down here, and they said they, they talked with somebody from the network earlier, or some guy from Hollywood. I can't remember, the Nathan somebody or another. And they said when they asked about uh, Moonfall, there, there was a hesitation in his response. As we have all been doing, I'm sure this has happened to Steve. It's happened to me. People have asked me about Moonfall. And, oh, my goodness. That, you know, we've joked about this for years. There is that. You have to have the ability in any movie, to a certain degree, to kind of suspend, you know, reality a bit. But this one, it is a mega opportunity for you to suspend any reason or reality. Let's get some sound from Moonfall. I've made a shocking discovery. I needed to get me in touch with NASA immediately.
2: Well, NASA and I aren't really on speaking terms these days. Well, that'll change when you tell them that the moon is out of orbit.
0: Why are they lying about all this?
2: It's too late to stop.
0: You
1: have got a big gravity wave coming your way. You have to launch now. Did
2: he say gravity
4: wave?
3: <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, I, I don't pretend to be, quote, unquote, a rocket scientist. <laughs> but, you know, holy cow. Th- this is one of the most outrageously unrealistic uh, movies I think I have ever Scene. Now, there is an element to it. If you go in with the right attitude and you just go, get me a big, big tub of popcorn, give me a great, big, gigantic dot it Coke. over my head. <laughs> and just roll with it. There are some funny moments, and there are some interesting things. But, oh, my goodness, because the moon is. But why is it going? We go back to this old shuttle flight where Halle Berry and, uh, let's see, who is it? Uh, Patrick, Patrick Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. They, they are on there, and they're doing a little bit of a walk outside, but this strange thing comes along, and you go, okay, this ain't normal, and, you know, it's kind of a swarm. Like it, a nanocloud. It reminds me of something Michael Crichton would have written, you know, because he did a lot of stuff on nanotechnologies and so on, and it just swarms through, wipes things out. But Patrick Wilson is able to save the actual ship itself. Halle Berry is on board. He's doing all kinds of spectacular things. He loses his partner who was on the spacewalk with him, but somehow they are able to manage. But this thing just all of a sudden swarms to a crater in the moon and starts drilling down. Well, is nobody seeing this? Well, when they get back to Earth... He's, you know, here he is, he saved the ship, he saved her, he saved everything. By the
5: way, without power.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. And he landed the space shuttle, which like a friend a of mine, a friend of mine who worked at NASA, uh, actually, no, he worked at Morton Thiokol at the time, he said, you know, the, the space shuttle has the aerodynamics of a safe. <laughs> and he said, it is really a tough, thing. And, and he lands this thing, you know, he lands it with no electronics and no guidance and no help. What a guy. But he's discredited, and why? Because there are things amiss. Well, years later, he's he's on the outs. Halle Berry has become a somewhat big kahuna. There are all these sidelines going on with the families and their kids and the estrangements and the divorces and everything else. Good grief. Is Is that a mess? But finally, there's this nerdy guy who is doing all kinds of weird things to get into NASA and everything, get into computers. And he, he has this network of nerds that are feeding him information. And he does the calculations and realizes the moon is out of its orbit. And, of course, every time he tries to tell anybody, I think he's absolutely certifiable. But finally, through other sources, it comes to NASA's attention that the Earth is out of its orbit. The moon. No, the moon. No, I'm sorry. well yeah. <laughs> That's right. Sorry about that. The, movie the is moon is out of its orbit. Yeah, I am out of my orbit right now. And so they do the calculations and of course they're always forgetting little things. Well, if you realize it's closer then the gravity goes up and you didn't really factor that in and you go Duh. well, our nerd guy has and he realizes how critical this is. We don't have theoretically 3 months. We have like weeks to save the earth. So what do you do? Oh, you know, you can't even describe the convolution that goes on. Anyway, the nerd guy, of course, finally gets to the uh, astronaut who is on the outs, that Patrick Wilson's character, and convinces him through some obvious things that are happening around the world that maybe this guy knows his stuff. Eventually, Halle Berry and him team up again. They need to find a shuttle They go to an old warehouse. There's a shuttle with a big, you know, expletive deleted thing On the side regarding the moon, and they just crank that baby up. They take it to this bizarre launch site, and boom, they're going up to save the world. Is the moon what this guy suggests it is, which is not really another celestial body, but maybe a structure? Oh, my goodness. Just when you thought it couldn't get any wackier. It is absolutely insane. Again, if you'll just unplug any reason or any even limited knowledge, not being a rocket scientist, that you have. Oh, and my favorite thing, because this is explosions and car chases and every other kind of chase you can possibly imagine. But, of course, as everybody goes to the higher grounds, as the tides are coming in. But I love it when the kids who are escaping, when the earth is all shattering, they're being chased by a bunch of rednecks up in Vale, wasn't it?
5: Yeah, somewhere
3: in Colorado. These guys want their four-wheel drive vehicle and everything else. They gun it, and as the earth crust is breaking open, it creates a launch ramp, and they fly over the chasm safely, and the rednecks just crash and burn into the side of the chasm. You know, all of this is perfectly feasible, Steve.
5: Uh, Yeah, sure. Uh, So... I liked Independence Day. I mean, Roland Emmerich. I
4: love Independence Day. This is Day. his thing.
5: He makes. He made 2012, where the whole world is collapsing behind you as you move along. He did the uh, Godzilla. Uh, he did Midway, which yeah. you know wasn't. Hideous. I like Midway. He's got a knack for special effects, and he has a great team to do that. But his storylines, this one is as nutty as you can get. When the when the moon becomes as, and I'm quoting here, he thinks it's an alien megastructure. And then when the guys landed on the moon back in 69, it made a resounding boom like it was a bell. And it's they're seeing hollow. lights. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah. So I chuckled through all of this movie. Everything that happened, just like another thing, just when they were launching in the middle of a you know a, a tidal wave. I'm just like, yeah, let's go. Let's do this. Yep. And I just, it, I gave up. <laughs> it, it's more than just letting, sitting back and letting it happen. I just said, no, this is the insanity, and somehow I'm just going to laugh my th- way through it. Uh huh. Was, was it a comedy? In my mind, it was. <laughs> so, but to the them, gr- they played it serious.
3: So, what's your grade on this? Oh, it's a C. Yeah, I, I, I'm i a little more than that. On your scale, I'd give it a C. And you know, probably a, a two and a half star.
5: But to hear like Halle Berry and Patrick Wilson say the stupidest oh, lines—dumb, dumb, dumb. i oh, come on, you guys! I mean, don't look up. Was a was a comedy, <laughs> a dark comedy about you know a cataclysmic thing that's going to happen. That was funny. This is playing it straight and expects you to think that. Well, why not? The moon could go, drop out of orbit at any minute now. Uh People.
3: The other thing too, you know, and uh, you know, sometimes you're really careful not to give stuff away, but you know, we we find out that the reason the moon is what it is is because of our ancestors. And this goes back to a terminator thing. Basically, the machines turn on you. Yeah. this There's this is that. the old thing we've seen over and over. There is this utopian society that our ancestors a gazillion years ago you know, put together, but then the technology turns on them, but they basically sprinkle the DNA seeds out there in this one spot that was, you know, oh, my goodness. Anyway, okay, well, there you have it. As you can tell, this is the cerebral moment for uh, cinematic enjoyment this year so far, Moonfall. And uh, yikes! Yeah,
5: well, it's right at PG-13, right? And, and by the way, this is on the IMAX. I mean, you can see this oh, thing it's on the image. It's it's spectacular to look at, but it's just so ridiculous in its concept. I, I'm sorry.
3: You're saying this movie is ridiculous? It's ridiculous. You're saying just this couldn't really happen? A kernel of credibility is all I'm asking. You for. don't believe? None of it. The- <laughs> <laughs> well, my. This gets down to it. That's what I was going to. That was the most ridiculous part to me of all the things and that take are it ridiculous. they to Lompoc where they don't even have the facilities, but why not? I like it when they're dragging it through the streets. And it's knocking over. Well, they poles actually did that everything. when they put
5: it. Oh, I know. To and the then museum. they fly it
3: on the back and everything else. I mean, yeah. I get that. But all of a sudden, you know, the way they used to move the shuttles around was to fly it on the back of a 747. And, and how about the
5: military response? Oh, we don't have an answer, so let's just nuke it. It's 10 miles away now. So when you nuke it, what's going to happen to us, you idiots?
3: We're overthinking this, obviously. Um, I was like,
5: no. Even when it got to the end, they said. Let's get started. And I thought, yes, it's time for the anal probe. Because that's the only thing that was missing.
3: Oh, I'm so glad you threw that in. From the aliens. Shit. That oh, is, please. yeah, okay. Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, it's time, obviously, when we get to the probing part, it's time to move on. 952, that was Moonfall. I knew that would end. <laughs>
5: oh, yeah. Thank you, that's, Steve.
3: Thank you, Steve, for that great visual image that you have left us with as if the movie wasn't bad now, enough. If they had
5: added that, I would have laughed.
3: Not <laughs>
5: <laughs> Again.
3: But right. even in the movie where they do that, they don't say that. They just go, I was probed. Well, thank you for we know where they're expanding that out. No, <laughs> why? Okay. It seems to be the place. It could have been like, you know, a COVID test where they just nose. Oh, you know? man, that's not funny. 952 it? at KSL News. What are we going to do with him, Sal?
4: I don't know. You know,
3: <laughs> there's a lot of water down there. That 952 you. at KSL. Toss him in the drink. We'll take <laughs> Walk the man plank.
4: overboard.
3: The movie
2: show. And what's with the black? It's depressing.
3: Looks like you're going to a funeral.
4: Maybe I am.
2: On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM.
3: It is the movie show here at KSL News Radio. Steve, uh, we're going to hold off on, on movie news here for just a second because okay. I want to have a little more time for it. Can we just talk about one of the other movies? Can we just talk about Flea really quickly? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, uh, we, we already spent some time in the movie show preview, but again, this is a little animated movie. It's, you know, this this kid that was raised in Afghanistan and just the horrors of going through everything. Of course, during the occupation of the Russians, anticipating the Taliban taking over, then what ultimately will happen with the United States. This is fundamentally the story of this young boy watching people try to dodge being dragged into the military, into these never-ending conflicts, trying to figure out a way his father is is dragged off because he's a bit of a dissident. And they never, ever, ever to this day hear from him again. His brother is trying to avoid going into the the army, which he, he doesn't believe in the cause at all. It's basically an odyssey of this family escaping and they do it in little spurts you know the the sisters and uh they they end up in in a packing crate you know in a yeah. in a container and they they do finally after horrific experiences end up in Sweden then the rest of the family this young boy and his his uh, brother wasn't it yeah. who try to do it and his mother they get halfway there the boat doesn't you know function and they get sent back to Russia. And oh, the the Odyssey, finally this kid is able to get a Princeton education. Finally he's able to I won't go into all the details, but his life does turn out and he's dealing with being gay along the whole Can way. Can you imagine being Imagine in the that. World. Yeah. And, and it's like he said, you know, it's like Ahmedinejad used to say that there are no gay people in Iran. Yeah. Well, there were no gay people apparently in Afghanistan too, which just adds to the horror of all of this. I I really got sucked into it. It's not beautiful animation, but it's mixed with all kinds of real footage. Uh, I I was really quite ultimately
5: taken with this. I like this a lot. Well, and the Utah Film Critics Association voted it Best Animated and Best International Film. So it has a lot of weight to it. it. It is interesting that it is animated because the subject material is rough. I mean, it's a tough thing that happened to this family, but it's really a very monumental film i think and uh, yeah. well worth seeing it's playing at the broadway actually i missed it last week it opened last week there it's playing again this week Flea, it's called uh and it's a, a great film yeah it's all subtitled of course and
3: yeah yeah i, I and again when i said it's in down, like five
5: I, different languages yeah oh yeah i mean we're There's,
3: talking danish we're talking swedish we're talking russian, russian afghan uh, united yeah, america america so anyway yeah it it's it's the movie show.
4: are you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder?
2: On KSL News Radio, one hundred two point seven FM and eleven sixty AM.
3: The movie show today coming to you from Hale Center Theater. In a second, we're going to talk with a cinematographer and filmmaker uh, by the name of Alex Neville. We'll talk about Slam Dance that is going on and a film that he has uh, that premiered there. But first. I'm very pleased to have uh, Alex Neville joining us, who is a cinematographer, filmmaker, and uh, his show. And I hope, Neville, I hope I'm, uh, Neville, Alex, I hope I'm saying this right, Ferro Equinology is that correct, the title?
1: Uh, yeah, well, well pronounced. I think that's exactly how you say it. Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I watch this, and I have friends. I, I consider myself a train nerd. But I'm not in the league and the caliber that we're seeing in this movie, nor some of the trained nerds that I know. And before we talk about the movie, though, uh, tell us about Slamdance. Your film premiered there. And why Slamdance? You know, you've had other films out there. You've won the Audience Award at Santa Fe Independent Film Festival in 2015 with, I think it was Harry and Avis, wasn't it? And you've won other events as well. Tell us about Slamdance and why for you are you in Slamdance?
1: That's right, yeah. I mean, um, a lot of my work has been as a cinematographer. So um, Harry Navis was actually directed by a friend of mine. Um, but we were, like you said, very fortunate for that film to screen and receive an award at the Fe the Independent Festival. Um, Slamdance is, I think, a really unique and brilliant event because it is very uh, focused on emerging filmmakers, I suppose, like myself, who, you know, this is the first, Uh, feature length film that I directed and it's also um, very community led so all the programming happens uh, by people who previously had their films or some kind of involvement with the festival so um, there is that sense of community there which is what sort of uh, attracted me to it and and led to the sending the film in uh, as a submission really.
3: Because of of course COVID and now the uh, Omicron variety that we're dealing with well, going virtual, you know, you've been to other festivals, obviously, and uh, for many of us, uh, you know, we were hoping that this would be a hybrid this year, at least on the Sundance side, where some things would be live and some things would be virtual. What, what is this like to have a festival that uh, you have something so near and dear to your heart in, and it's, it's all virtual? That's
1: a good question. Um, I mean, for me, it's the first uh, major festival that the film's been played in, so I don't quite have that sense of comparison. Obviously, you missed, or I did miss, the kind of um, the experience of watching with an audience and sharing those reactions and maybe the conversations that would have happened after or around the screening. Uh, but Dance have taken a very inclusive approach to moving online, so they've made the ticket uh, entry price fairly low. It's $10 for the whole festival pass and that's, you know, more than 100 independent films. Um, they've given quite a long viewing window, so I think it ends this Sunday, actually, after beginning um, a week or so ago. And they've really tried to just get the films out there and promote the filmmakers as much as possible. There have also been some great um, sort of filmmaker events on Zoom and um, other kind of sessions that have sort of replicated that feeling of going to a festival in person. Um, so it's been it's been great, and um, yeah, not as disheartening as you might initially think. Really, it's the a, a great job of moving it online.
3: Let's talk about your film. Where did this come from, and and how did you become so uh, <laughs> involved in this up to your eyeballs to make this kind of a film?
1: Yeah, um, I mean it's a very involved process making any film, really. But this one started out quite um, a few years ago on a trip to my hometown, a train trip, of course, uh, in the south of England. Um, When I arrived, uh, I noticed a lot of train spotters armed with cameras and uh, hanging around the platform waiting to photograph a specific locomotive, I suppose, or just there to kind of soak up the atmosphere of the the train station. And um, that kind of got me thinking about this space of waiting, uh, potentially quite a meditative experience, you know, being on the edge of a platform for a long time, often with not much going on. And I thought, you know, that might be a good opportunity to probe into ideas of maybe romanticization or obsession or curiosity that, um, train spotters have for their subjects, uh, i.e., trains. And, um, that kind of merged with a, a real mm-hmm. interest in photography and fine art that I have as a filmmaker and I was lucky enough to meet the two collaborators who uh, feature in the film who are both uh, successful artists but as you said in their own ways very um, driven uh, in terms of the way that they see and capture railroads or the people that are taking long distance journeys on trains. And um, So that's kind of how it came about really.
3: You know here in the West a lot of us uh, even if we're not a train spotter to, to this degree. We we have some spectacular things with um, with the railroad history in Utah and certainly up in Wyoming and Cheyenne and the Union Pacific and so on in the Central Pacific. Boy, when one of those old steam engines is uh, unleashed big boy or the 844 or whatever almost everybody you know becomes a train spotter to one degree or another i've chased the big boy up and down weber canyon and at uh, various uh, depots along the way so i guess i get this to a degree but these folks they're just looking regular old freight trains i mean uh, we're not talking some big steamer that's going by this is just a good old regular freight train
1: yeah, I mean, um, trains can be incredibly spectacular. They obviously uh, have had a real impact on, on the world in terms of the ways that the technology shifted uh, the general public's perception of, of time, regulating time and, and collapsing space, making it possible to travel longer distances and shorter amounts of time. Although nowadays, obviously, train travel feels relatively slow in comparison with other methods. Um, but yeah, the, Andrew Cross, one of the characters, is really interested in the perhaps less uh, unique or historical trains, as you mentioned. Um, I'd say, though, if you are in the middle of nowhere, you know, appreciating a landscape, we're in the Utah, sorry, the Nevada desert um, for some of his scenes. When a freight train arrives, you can hear it slowly building up for a good five yeah. or ten minutes. And yeah. the event itself is quite. Um, spectacular and impressive and almost quite daunting to be near a trap when this huge locomotive and very long train kind of travels past. And then everything returns to a sense of, sense of calm and quiet afterwards. And, and so it does feel like a bit of a moment, even though the train itself might not be the most um, unique one out there.
3: We need to mention that one of the other individuals highlighted in the film, he uh, is is actually on board on the passenger trains and getting some of the stories from passengers on board. And the array of people uh, made that uh, quite interesting. Now, we're, we're almost out of time here. For people who are interested, train nerds particularly, and we have some pretty big events here in the state of Utah, model railroading and everything else, how can people see your film if they're not uh, uh, maybe actively participating at this point in Slamdance?
1: Uh, well, that's a good question. We're we're working on different uh, ways of distributing the film at the moment. Slam Dance is the primary way to check it out uh, in the immediate future. So uh, watching it online uh, between now and the end of, or the 6th of uh, February. And then I will I just check on the film's website, I suppose, for future screenings that will be posted as and when they come up. Um, we're hoping for some more festivals, and, and certainly, uh, given the railroad history, Utah probably be a place that we aim yeah,
3: to screen it. Alex, it's been a real pleasure to have you here on the movie show to talk about your film and also talk about uh, Slam Dance as well. We wish you well, and we appreciate you joining us on the show today.
1: Thanks for having me. It's been great to talk to you.
3: Now, I'm going to let you pronounce the I, – I, I gave that uh, film a real good shot at the beginning. You pronounce the film for us so our listeners can uh, know what to uh, watch for.
1: You want me to. Ferro Echronology is the name of the film. So, uh, yeah, please do check it out on Slandon on the website.
3: I like your pronunciation much better than mine. Alex, thank you so much again for being part of the movie show today here at KSL Newsroom. The movie show.
4: I can see what you're trying to put off, but I can see that it's just to keep people away from you. It's a mask. Did you tell me the truth?
2: No, probably not. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM.
3: You know, Stephen, I think it might be time for a little movie news. So, here we go.
5: This is Lowell Thomas speaking, flashing to you the news of the world.
2: We return now to the KSL Newsreel. The biggest stories from the world of movies, cinema, and the star-studded glamour
3: of Hollywood. Here's a little interesting tidbit. Uh, This was just released. It was in an interview. But Christopher Lloyd, apparently, he was really kind of upset when they announced that Eric Stoltz was not going to be playing Marty McFly. Oh, really? And uh, they were months into the film, of course, and he was informed that uh, Eric Stoltz had been fired and Michael J. Fox would be taking things over. And one of the most famous recastings in Hollywood history kind of put him in a tailspin. I mean, he was let go after six weeks of production because they thought, he's just not right. He's just not fitting into this role. So the deal was struck for Michael J. Fox to uh, work on the picture at night. Remember, he was doing Family Ties. Did Family Ties in the day and uh, worked on the picture at night. And uh, Lloyd, he said, I was just shocked by the switch and had some real serious reservations but boy he got over that in a big big hurry and he said that uh, you know he and uh, Michael J. Fox just hit it off but one of the things that freaked him out because he worked so hard on making Doc just right he was afraid having to go back and redo it all would freak him out and he said he kind of had that experience in one flew over the cuckoo's nest there was a big break in production And he said he really struggled to get back into character. That's right. And he said Jack Nicholson was just great helping him get back in the groove with that character. Because in that case, at least in this one, he kind of recreated everything from the beginning. Where there's a big break in the film, he had to match. And he said it was really, really hard. So that's one of the reasons he was freaked out.
5: One of my favorite films of all time, actually. Yeah, me too. Me too. Dakota Johnson. Oh, yeah. You got that?
3: Yeah, but you, you do it.
5: Oh, well, she's in talks to play Madam Web. Now, That Sony is trying desperately to hang on to Spider-Man. If they don't make a Spider-Man movie after a few years, then Marvel gets it back and nothing would please Disney more. But they, they've they created this character. Well, actually, it's one of the characters in that universe of Spider-Man, Madam Web, uh, play, will be played, hopefully, well, we'll see, by Dakota Johnson. Here's the problem. She's an elderly woman who is both blind and paralyzed. See, I was wondering about that, because
3: Dakota Johnson is an amazing talent. She's been in some weird movies, but amazing
5: talent. She's beautiful. I don't know how they're going to use her in that role. Well, exactly. And the other one is is like, I mean, I, I don't know how you, they want to find actors that fit certain parts. How do you find somebody who's blind and paralyzed, I mean, you know how you can get kind of crazy about... They're right. actors. They can pretend to be other, other right. things and other people. But uh, Marvel's kind of freaked out a little bit because, you know, they've introduced deaf characters into, like, Hawkeye. And, in fact, I didn't know this, but Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner, learned sign language because the girl that they hired to play Echo yeah. was actually deaf. Yeah. So he wanted to be able to communicate with her, make sure she was comfortable, And so he learned ASL so that she would feel comfortable. I thought that was pretty cool.
3: Here's a little story. 40th anniversary of the screening of Steven Spielberg's E.T., the extraterrestrial. That kicks off. Sorry, did you say 40? 40 40-year. I know, doesn't that just kill you? Good
4: heavens. Okay. Now there's a good sci-fi.
3: Oh, 13th annual TCM Classic Film Festival. Remember last year? We're going to have to do that again, see if we can talk with one of the folks at uh, TCM because uh, they, they do some fun stuff. But Spielberg and the producers, Kathleen Kennedy and Frank Marshall, are all scheduled to be in attendance at the uh, Chinese Theater in Hollywood. And it was interesting because Ben Mankiewicz said, you know, when Steven Spielberg started to work on E.T., he didn't imagine. It was, he was making a movie with such mass appeal. And he said, we don't get to say this very often, but, boy, was Spielberg wrong. <laughs> and get this, the worldwide take was seven hundred ninety-two point nine million dollars. You transfer that into today's dollars; it's two point two nine. In other words, about two and a third
5: billion dollars. That in was the only dollars. movie I ever dragged my parents to that they didn't go. What were you thinking? Yeah, they came out like, Well that was brilliant. Yeah, it was a fun movie. Uh, uh, talk, have you another story? Well, talking about Dakota Johnson, uh, Cha Cha Real Smooth is turned out to be the Sundance darling. This really. Is, yeah, she's in it, and it just sold to Apple for $15 million. Wow,
3: that's really cool. So, yeah, that's Ooh, very just, cool. She's had a good year. Well, there you have, ladies and gentlemen, our movie news here at KSL News Radio, The Movie Show. Where are you now? I'm sitting in my office.
2: I doubt that. Why would you doubt that? If you were in your office right now, we'd be having this conversation
3: face-to-face.
2: On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160
3: AM. Okay, it's time to take a look at a movie, and Steve, we're going to take a look at this one, Who We Are, a Chronicle of Racism in America slavery had nothing to do with the war because they were treated as family
2: i don't know if he can be reached but if no one tries he definitely won't change
5: america has demonstrated its greatness time and time again and america is one of the most racist countries on the face of the earth those two things are not mutually exclusive let's talk about this movie uh he's a harvard lawyer his name is jeffrey robinson he's been in law practice for 40 years. He said, This, I'm going to try this case, uh, like a case, and just let people know uh, his thoughts on, on racism. He's really an interesting character in that uh, his family lived in Memphis, and they wanted to go to better schools, so his parents wanted to buy a house uh, in this more exclusive area of Memphis, and when they went to the real estate agent, they said, oh, no, we already got an offer on it. I'm sorry we can't sell it to you. And so they had a friend, a white friend, who went and said, I'd like to buy this house. And they not only sold it to him, but sold him at a discount. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they just changed the title over to their black friends. I mean, this is the kind of institutional racism that they were dealing with. And this young man, or, uh, Jeffrey Robinson, he's probably in his late 50s. But, boy, he just goes into really interesting things about uh you know, like, like, like he, I went to a museum where they have shackles for adults and then they have shackles for little kids. And they sh- showed those things. Um, the idea that, you know, the Edmund Pettus Bridge is always something that kind of comes up a lot. Right. I didn't know who Edmund Pettus was, but he turned out was a grand dragon for the Ku Klux Klan. So right. if you're black and you're driving across that bridge, you're going, we just honored the guy who was a. I mean, so there's these little things. You mentioned the mortar between the bricks. That's what this felt like. It was like, yeah, we're a great country, but we have these moments in history, even in more current times. Uh, so I just really was kind of impressed by this uh, movie. He just makes a, a compelling case. He's not railing on anybody, but he's just saying, look, hey, we've got to take a real... Serious look. Didn't and you tell me that
3: being a black man himself, he took some of the social conscious things and yeah. everything else and determined, th- th- basically, the results of this that I took on myself, I'm a racist.
5: Yeah, he took a, a, an unconscious bias test, and he flunked it twice, yeah. and basically, in his own mind, he had a bias against black people.
3: You know, Isabella Wilkerson makes that same argument in her book, Cast that many People of whatever race it is, you know, whether it's uh, someone who is black, whether somebody who is Hispanic, who is somebody who is Jewish, whatever. They might even, again, that mortar within the bricks of the society, even hold biases almost against themselves. Yeah. Because it's so institutionalized. Exactly. And
5: yeah. I, I, it's just a really, I mean, it's Black History Month. I just love to learn about things like this. Where's the showing? Uh, it's playing It's a Broadway um, and it's called Who We Are. Uh, a chronicle of racism in America. And it's really, really well done. Okay, all right. We have a lot coming up here on the
3: movie show at KSL News Radio, including the return of Diane.
5: yeah. she's
3: uh, going to be here with her quirky picks of the week. She'll be joining us here at Hale Center Theater. We've still got the Wolf and the Lion. We've uh, we're going to talk about some other things that are more kind of streaming oriented, and uh, the movie show top ten. I mean, Sally, am I right or am I right? There must be, what, thousands of people who, if they possibly could, they would be flowing out of the office buildings. They would be pulling off the freeway just to come in here if their schedule even came close to allowing it just to witness that happening live.
4: Well, let me tell you, we've got a lobby big enough for it. So if you happen to want to have your car come to a screeching halt wherever you are, flip it around, come down here for the next few rare Moments. Rare,
3: we're I we're th- in rarefied air when we do the movie show top ten sponsored by Call Climate Services. Just, I
4: feel like I'm in the barn.
3: In the <laughs> barn. Uh, where where is this going, Sally? Is this going to be one of those Black Rose things or some <laughs> alien probing that we're going to talk about? I'm.
4: We're going to be in the barn with Doug here in, pretty quick.
3: <laughs> in the barn with Doug. Ooh, that could be a stage production. We'd I have think, to put that on the Sorensen stage. I, I
4: think. think that would. You know, I, I think that would actually do it for us. Yeah. That would, uh...
2: The movie show. You don't want to be in the way when my laser goes off.
4: Hey, a laser?
2: How come you don't have a laser, Woody? It's not a laser. It's
5: it's a little light
2: bulb that blinks. On KSL News Radio, one hundred two point seven FM and eleven sixty
3: AM. Okay. The movie show coming to you from Hale Center Theater. And I think Steve it's Uh-oh. time sneak attack for a little telephone <gasps> torture. I just feel good about it, you know, nah. Valentine's around the corner. Well, I, they have been waiting for 2 hours and I think <laughs> I think I'm going to go with caller number number 4. 4 oh. Caller number 4. Now, we got some splinning to do here because uh, Jeff the Whipple From the Megaplex Theaters, Mr. V. Whipple himself has said that we have two options. One is the traditional theater, you know, package, prize package. Two tickets, two drinks, and, you know, popcorn. But behind door number two, Megaplex Valentine's Luxury Date Night at Gateway. Valid only at the Gateway in downtown Salt Lake City. Dinner and movies for two. And they have all kinds of restaurant options. Hall Pass Food Hall, which is right below the uh, theater there at Gateway. Tucano's Brazilian Grill, you could choose from that. Flanker Kitchen and Sporting Club, that also is included. Two movie tickets, of course. And, of course, the Mega Tub Refillable Popcorn Tub for 2022. Two matching Megaplex Mega Mug Refillable Drink Cups. Two Bonbon Gelato Ice Cream Desserts. That's uh, right inside of the LHM Megaplex Luxury Theaters at Gateway. And there is more. And either prize will be offered in the form of Megaplex and or restaurant gift cards so the big wiener Uh, can choose the timing uh, of their Valentine's Day celebration. So it just doesn't get any better than that. So let's go to our phone line and find out who our first lose, I mean, potential winner is going to be. Hi, who's this? This is Dick. Dick, you know, I hate I'm to break it. I'm a loser. You know, I, I, I knew that. I That's could sweet. sense oh. it. Bye. But you're a, bye. Wow. <laughs> well, he's in a hurry to call back. Let's loserize him there, Ty. Go for it. Well, that was no lose fun for you suck. at all. <laughs> well, you know, one more time. You because know, we lose can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Carl just nails it every time. <laughs> just swish on that one. Okay, now. Let's go back to the phone line, and uh, hi, who's this? This is Leslie. Leslie, you sound so chipper for a loser.
2: Oh, Shaq, so oh, Clean it up,
3: Leslie, come on. She just okay. embraces Bye. it, and Ty, there you go. Boy, they're in a hurry to call back. Yeah, they, Ty yeah, loserizer. i taking your abuse today. This is sad. Here we go, sad. Ty.
1: You lose. <laughs> Good day, sir.
3: Okay, now, back to the phone line. And this is kind of a poignant moment because caller number three will be the very last loser.
4: <laughs> Maybe a moment of silence.
3: Yeah, we've had that before. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Let's go. Intentional or Let's accidental. go to the phone line. And, uh, hi, who's this? This is Steve. Uh, oh, Steve. Not only that. why the unf- la- i the last loser. You are the last loser. We call them the LLs. But, you know, especially since your name's Steve, that must be especially harsh for you. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Okay, Ty, hit the button. Bing. I'm a loser, baby, so
4: why don't you kill me? Yeah,
3: okay. And now we go back to the phone line. This person will be caller number four. And, hi, who's this? Must be especially harsh for you. <laughs> <laughs> he's, listen, he's listening to the radio. Hi, who's this? This is Michael. Michael, how are you? you yeah. doing well, thanks. You? You know, you, you I'm doing great. But you yeah. might be doing better than you even know, because the Uh-oh. gifts and everything goes to caller number four, <laughs> and you are that guy. Oh, my heck. I feel like, oh, wow. This guy's a, guy is a true Utah. Oh, my heck. Oh, my heck. You are the big wiener of the day. You've won fabulous prizes worth up to? Dollars. Now, this is really going to test your conception of value. So you can go with the wonderful traditional prize of two tickets and two drinks and a tub of popcorn. Or, or... You could go with the traditional, wonderful Valentine. This is not traditional. This is the luxury (laughs) date night at the Gateway. Just a plethora of wonderful prizes. So are you going to go with door number one? Or are you going to go with door number two? You know what? I am going to go with door number two. You know, something told me that you just might. I was very careful not to influence you on that. How would he dare, if, was would very he dare smart. do the other one? He's a
5: smart man. What if he lived yeah. in, Lake St. George?
3: Yeah. Well, I'd drive up for this, <laughs> well, wouldn't that's you? That's true. Absolutely. I mean, for heaven's sake. yeah. Yeah. And you have won.
1: Five, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs>
3: You have won dinner and movies for two at the Gateway, and you can dine at the Hall Pass Food Hall. That's just right below the Megaplex Theaters there. Tucano's Brazilian Grill, which is just out the door and to the left, east. And then Flanker Kitchen and Sporting Club. I haven't been there yet, so yeah. that, that sounds kind of no. cool. And then two yeah. movie tickets. With You're going to have laser projection. You're going to have Dolby Atmos Sound. You're going to have 100% heated luxury recliners. You're going to be enjoying the uh, refillable popcorn tub for 1922 you're going to have for 1922 (laughs) i'm going to flash back (laughs) here you know i'm i'm going back to steve's birthday popcorn that's right the 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 popcorn will be fresh no matter what we promise you we've got the matching megaplex mega mugs we've got the two bonbon gelato ice cream desserts that's inside the theater there
5: hooked up and we have got
3: you You know, I mean, you're, you know, now if you just, you know, buy your tickets to, you know, Hale Center Theater, you're done. Oh, Michael, please, please,
4: please. please. (laughs) (laughs) Hey,
3: congratulations, and a big thank you to our friends at the Megaplex Theaters. You know, Jeff the Whipple and Blaine, everybody, they they By the way, he wants you uh, to know his
5: middle name is not The. Yeah, it is The. That's (laughs) part of his last name. It's like Von Trapp. It's It's The Whipple. It's probably something like Patrick, but, you know, The... You so didn't we, even catch it. I said Blaine. Right. Yep. Oh,
3: yeah. it's you, Blake. And <laughs> <laughs> so used I was just going to gonna see names. if you could catch it. So to Blake Anderson, to <laughs> Jeff the Whipple, all the great people. Thank you, and to you, caller. There is one little duty that you have before We have to can... hear
1: from Mister Sinatra.
3: Got it. Well done, Michael. Really. Nice. Yeah. Hey. yeah. All right. Stay on the line. Bye,
1: bye, 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 bye.
3: Ah, another rousing rendition of telephone torture. You know, it's been a couple of weeks since we've had D with us. D, how you doing?
0: I'm great.
3: You're great. Yes, back from visiting Missouri and here with the quirky picks. Yep, I like to day. go to
0: the exotic locations.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, you know, we've we've on We have been on so safari. widely traveled. We have been to Elko. Yep. We have been to Lava Hot Springs. Yep. We have been to Evanston. We have been to...
0: Evanston's a particular favorite. It is. Yeah, uh, yeah, seriously, it's yeah. a favorite
3: of ours. Yeah, we're, and we're
0: simple people. We,
3: <laughs> not simple-minded, <laughs> just simple people. So, Dee, what are the quirky picks?
0: Well, I've kind of been... Off my game in that Doug and I haven't been watching movies together, although we've been watching the movies together every night <laughs> we've been yeah. out in the theater, but we haven't been together watching movies, but we have been watching series. We kind of gave a real push this last week to check out some series that we'd heard about and um, so that's that's kind of mainly what I want to talk about okay. the The pick was the Gilded Age
3: yeah. Now Stephen isn't quite sophisticated enough to grasp the beauty, the delicacy, and the wonderfulness well, of this. And the pomposity. <laughs> well, um, there's.
0: Well, that's uh, part of it. Yeah, yeah. There is the pomposity, but yes. a Julian Fellowes, production. I think it has is Downton Abbey esque, don't you? Yeah, it is, oh, but
3: yeah. but it's with the American cousins twist. During here. the
0: Gilded Age, which was the 1880s, when all of the rich, um, you know, uprising millionaire billionaires were making such a social statement in Specifically, in New yeah. York City. I'm sure it's happening in Boston. Many of these and, uh,
3: people, if you put them in today's dollars, they would, you know, I mean, to be
0: gazillionaires. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, owning
3: all the railroads. I think that's significant. Yeah, that's, yeah it's, it's rather significant. Lot, some of the brutality of it. Long, I wonder if the Russells are real. Were they real people? N- no, I don't think so. No, no they're, they're a composite. A parat- but yeah. many of the other families, you know, the Astors, the I, I recognize and, those, and everybody else. And I
0: think it had some of the Julian fellows' markings. For me, the food, when they... Have you seen the Sally? No. I think you might like it. Okay. Did you like Downton Abbey?
4: Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, it's definitely thinking that way with different stories, but the food and the costuming... Is right. rich and stunning, and uh, the stories are you know unique. I I like the casting. Cynthia Nixon from Sex and the City plays a real kind of dowdy little spinster gal. And yeah. I think she does well in that. Christina Baranski, who's you know dynamite actress, she's got a pretty hard hitting role. But it's she's kind of fun. Mean to, as a yeah, snake. Yeah, she's, oh yeah. She's mean, but it's fun to see uh, Meryl Streep's daughter Louisa Gummer. Yeah. She's got the two acting daughters, Marnie, and then this is Louisa. Oh, right. I didn't know. I yeah. Saw. Meryl Streep's daughter, and, and she plays the agent.
3: This has the best oh. of everything, Downton Abbey, everything else, upstairs, downstairs, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, because you see what's going on with the servant class that uh, that is there and the different of the emerging, the emerging folks in the uh, New York society. The new, society. Money. Society. Right. The new money, And, exactly. you know, you mentioned yeah. the Russells. I, I, every time I see that character, I think of Jay Gould, who was just, I mean, he, 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 was, he was tough, absolutely brutal, Riches could be possibly be railroad stock and everything else man you know you didn't even have to cross that guy for him to wipe well, this guy's out. an arm twister though yeah
5: yeah even yeah. to the point where i will build a railroad right next to right your you right around you don't yeah. my my you, you
3: don't take my first offer you don't take my second offer then we're done well it's just good negotiation now i want everybody to know that the second offer is the last you're ever going to hear from me, and then I will sidetrack you and, and put you out of business. And
0: don't insult my wife. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah.
5: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Don't which, insult my which, wife. Which
0: I'm expecting more of that from you. Um, so you definitely, if you like the Downton Abbey, this is maybe not for everyone, but certainly for that genre. Yeah. Yeah. Right?
3: For people with a certain amount of gravitas.
0: And then and then we watched another series that's on ABC, and I think we're going to be a one-episode team on this, the promised land
3: yeah, the promised as an land, interesting
0: I... premise of, of uh, people crossing into the country from Mexico and the different eras and how they evolved into success. Going
3: to the vineyards and it was interesting because in one of the scenes they're going to Merced Oh, yeah, really? so, exactly. Yeah.
0: And so it kind of has a little bit of a Dallas feel to it, yeah. but more of a soap opera, although Dallas yeah. was a soap opera. So we watched that. But the one I really liked, and I don't know if Doug liked it as much, and I remember you were kind of laughing about it, the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window yeah. with Kristen Bell. I got a big Have kick you seen out of the whole it. thing? We, we're we've halfway seen, through. We're halfway through, but I, I look at spoilers, so I know where it's going. I didn't tell Doug that he, he would I like. hate spoilers. <laughs> and, and
3: Dee goes, tell me what's going to happen. I go... <laughs> so,
5: Really?
0: But I just thought it was fun. I mean, it, like you said, it's supposed to be a parody. You have to kind of think, is it? Does it know it's supposed to be a parody? But I, I still, I liked it.
5: Yeah, I, I think yeah. it doesn't know where to go. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I see what you're saying. I, I keep
5: wondering where it's going to go, and I don't know well, if my it ultimately My sister yelled has. at me. She got to the end, and she goes... This is supposed to be a comedy, I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not. I don't.
0: Well, they do list it as a comedy, though. It's like a mystery comedy Boy, or a comedy in the title. Yeah, it's yeah, saying, exactly. yeah, we're yeah.
5: making fun of all these. You yeah, know, well,
0: it's not scream, you know, where they really no. are kind of laughing. So. But they,
5: it is it has a serious.
0: Edge How to could it. they throw more at it, though? You know, I mean, it's ludicrous in what they. Well, all that I they think put the
5: funniest it. moment was when she, the lady across the street, says. I'm not going to pray for you I anymore. Know, I know. I thought, okay, I know. that's funny. <laughs> that yeah. was funny. We you're got right. some funny in you're there. right.
0: So yeah. So that's what we did. Wait those till are, you get to the
5: end. You're going to be like, what?
0: I know. I know the end. But Doug, are, Doug, will, Doug will be what?
5: You know the end?
0: <laughs> well, because I looked at the
4: spoiler. <laughs> I looked it up. <laughs> and, and listen, just, just, just because I know everyone out there would love it. Watch Lost in Space on Netflix. Oh, there we go. Oh, they, yeah. they, just dropped, sure. they just dropped. They just dropped the uh, third season, oh, and that's the final. It is absolutely wonderful. Okay. Good suggestion. If you like, if you like sci-fi and you like family, and working together to solve problems, and science, it's really fun. There you go. Good place to drop that in. We will watch it.
3: The quirky picks of the week. Good to well, have you back. Welcome home. Thank you. Yes, from a listener point of view, yeah. but also I'm really glad to have you. Well, home. and you
0: know what? I do like you better than the IntelliBed. Not much. Just, better.
4: <laughs> I <was gonna> say, <laughs> I
3: told it's these guys. second. I, I said, if Dee has not mentioned how much she missed the IntelliBed within 24 hours, I know something's seriously wrong with her.
2: All right. The Movie Show. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. I blame myself. So do I. Well, no sense worrying about it now. Why worry? Each of us is wearing an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on his back. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM.
3: Okay, Stephen. I guess we better do it. We've been kind of dancing around Jackass forever, so yeah. should we? There it is. Should we or can we do a sound on this? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I mean, you know, it's, okay, let's. I think we do have some sound from Jackass Forever. A lot of people ask, "What will Jackass be like once we're older?" Well, it'll get more mature.
4: Percussions aren't great, but as long as you have them before you're 50, it's cool. And Knoxville's 49, so we're good.
3: I don't know what I saw the other night. I don't know if it was an elongated trailer or if, you know, it was just one of those things you see in passing. And I went, what in the world is this? All of a sudden I realized it was a promo. It might have been a talk show or something where they were talking with Johnny Knoxville. And I went, this looks insane.
5: Well, yeah. They, they the thing is, they've been doing this for twenty years. I remember when the first one came out, and everybody laughed, you know. And you know, they're just beating each other to death, and they're best of friends. And all of these guys are back. So that's the positive is that they're having fun. The thing is, they're grown men now, yeah. And they, the the level of baseness in this is pretty awful. I mean. In the It says rated R for graphic nudity. That should be in large print because there is male anatomy. This is full Monty stuff all over? Through the whole thing. I was wow. shocked at how much they're able to sh- show in these movies. I guess because it's not sexual. They're just doing so terrible NC-17. things. it's not 17 No, it's, it's, it's rated, rated R. R. Um, wow. But it, it is... I, I'm maybe I'm just have grown up now. I'm 20 years older, and thinking I, this doesn't. It doesn't seem as fun. Um, it, it felt a little mean spirited. It yeah. felt like they were trying too hard because each time they do one of these, they're trying to up their game. Right. So, I know that there's going to be a lot of people have are going to want to see this, and they're going to go and they're going to laugh their tails off. And it. I
3: think you're right. This will probably be the number one movie
5: next. I, week. I think so. It's okay. it's in more theaters. And what's your three? Word review on this? Well, disturbing, disgusting, and depraved. But um, okay. I, I just, I'm, I'm warning people, please, if you're offended by male nudity, do not see this film. So what's the grade on this? Uh, it's a C minus. C minus. I just couldn't. You I came off close to that
3: D. Boy, I know. Okay, and it's rated R, 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 R. And everybody's like, oh, you're an old
5: fuddy-duddy. You know I'm yeah. not. Yeah. I'm not. And He's a wild and guy. Watching this guy. with other w- women in the theater was uncomfortable for me. Okay, <laughs> let's just say that. This is a
3: high recommendation you're hearing there from Steve. The movie show.
4: Oh, you are hard to look at. You look like the topographical map of Utah.
2: Exactly. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM.
3: Well, ladies and gentlemen, you know, there is one little thing that I want to take care of here. This is probably the most important thing. Sally, you'll need to be on a microphone for this. This is probably the most important thing that we are going to do, you know, on the show today. Would would you hit the, the music for us there, Maestro? Happy Birthday! We were going to have the singing dogs, or we considered Marilyn Monroe. You know, happy birthday, Mr. President. But we decided to go semi-legit, at least, on this. Sally, in a couple of days, happy birthday to you.
4: Thank you. Do you know, here's the thing about getting older.
3: <laughs> it's better than not.
4: I, no, 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 I, I, always, the I always get excited for my next birthday Yeah. because I was told somewhere along the line, that with age comes wisdom, Uh-huh. and I'm not wise yet, so I keep thinking, maybe, maybe this th- year. This is the maybe year. Maybe this is the year. It'll
3: just all <laughs> happen. Well, happy birthday to you. Oh, and... thank you. Okay, we have 22 minutes until we hit not your next birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen. Sir. Which movie should we do, Sundown or The Wolf and the Lion?
5: Well, families are going to want to see The Wolf and the Lion because it's about a wolf and a lion. Well,
3: let's do that. Let's get some sound from The Wolf and the Lion. We're very sorry for your loss.
2: Grandpa, that's all I had left. I made a new friend recently. A she-wolf.
1: You've got a pup. I heard there was a plane crash.
0: The plane was carrying a lion cub bought by a circus.
1: We haven't found it yet. There's a wolf pup? a lion
5: cub, and they're inseparable. Wow. Yeah, what are the odds? <laughs> yeah, what what are the odds? So the wolf I can get because, you know, they live in this gorgeous... I always love seeing these locations. It's somewhere... I'm thinking San Juan Islands up above, you know, Seattle and that uh, Vancouver area. Gorgeous. Uh, but the grandfather has passed. She's a piano uh, you know, prodigy, comes home for the funeral and decides that maybe she wants to s- stick around a little while. Uh, the wolf, the she-wolf befriended Grandpa, and the wolf just comes into the house and goes to her little spot, and, oh, she's got a little little wolfling. Uh, and then the plane crashes, yes. taking the lion cub to the circus, you know, uh-huh. whatever is that about. And the a cub miraculously survives. The little, you know, both cubs get together, and they become lifelong friends. Apparently, this is actually... A real thing. Yeah. there There is a lion out there and a wolf that are like brothers. And so they created this story around it. The story is a little silly, although I do appreciate Graham Green is in this yeah. as Grandpa's buddy. And he's the godfather of, of this young woman. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a little ridiculous, but it's also <laughs> kind of cute. Uh, it's rated PG. It's, you know, it's a wolf and a lion. Kids are going to eat this up. Absolutely. And, or, or
3: get eaten up. Uh, yeah.
5: And it's playing in theaters... Uh, yeah, I, you know, okay. it's not a great movie, but it's it's a good movie. Okay, so what's the grade? Uh, well, uh, I got a C plus here, but I think I want to change it to B minus. Okay, on the family scale. Yeah, on the yes. Okay, and then the other one, Sundown. Yes. This is a movie with um, Tim Roth, who we always sort of oh, appreciate. Yeah. He's on vacation with you think his family in Acapulco. They get word that the mother has died, so the wife and the kids go back. He says, "Oh, I forgot my passport." And you're like, wait a minute, what? That ain't right. And he goes back to his hotel, and he opens his suitcase, and there's his passport right there. He made it up. Ooh. Why doesn't he want to go home? And then we find out that he's part of a family, but they're super rich. And But you're like, dude, you can't just leave your wife and kids. Yeah. And he starts hanging out with this local girl. But as you peel back the onion here, you realize that there's something else going on here. You've judged him maybe prematurely. Ooh. Uh, so it's... It, but. You know it's a good little movie. It, I gave it a B. It's playing at the Jordan Commons at Thanksgiving Point and at the Broadway. Um it's called Sundown if you like. Um it's a beautiful setting. I mean they're in Acapulco. Yeah. And Tim Roth is always at that squirrely little I know.
3: What what is the scene you always remember Tim Roth? Rob for? Roy. Rob Roy when he gets Yeah, cut he, he gets in half. Oof. He gets
5: divided and conquered. Oof. Man, I know, that was pretty ugly. But he's, he's an
3: amazing actor. He, he is. truly and,
5: is. And it's funny because he always plays a slimy character a lot of times, except for when yeah. he played Winston Churchill. But in this one, you immediately <laughs> think, ah, you're a bad guy. And then you're like, oh, maybe I misjudged him. So you're getting played with by the director here. And so okay. that makes it kind of interesting.
3: All right. Well, there you have it. Yep. Uh, when, we, uh, when we come back in our last segment, we'll talk about Reacher. I want to, you know, get into that. Yes, yes, yes. And, boy, there's some good stuff out there. And then, of course, you know, when I said we're saving the very best for last, we truly are.
5: And you know who's going to be here
3: to witness it? Our former producer, who abandoned us for, you know,
5: You're going to make her have
3: that baby early. (laughs) Well, you know, she left us not only for that, but this great state of Utah and everything else. I mean, where are her priorities? It it was always going to be a letdown. But, you know, Robin Garfield is here to witness yet another rendition of the movie show Top Ten. She's going to leave. before. I know tears are coming to my eyes right now. The movie show. Is it better to be feared or
2: respected? And I say... Is it too much to ask for both? On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Okay, it's
3: 1149. Got 10 minutes, roughly. 10 minutes and 9 seconds.
4: That yep. is that is the sweetest thing I've ever yes, heard. we
3: saved poor little Winston.
4: Oh, love, love him. He's
3: he's asleep is he in and, a hibernating Yeah, game? he's in a hibernating mode. He's a, he's like Harry Potter. He's in the <laughs> cupboard under the <laughs> stairs. Right. Do now. you like
5: go check on him every once in a while? Oh, yeah,
3: you check on him and you know you, you have to hydrate him in the middle of the winter. You just oh. put the bathtub a little bit of water and put him in there and he he rehydrates. And then seriously? You know, yeah. Yeah, there's, but he's asleep. There's, yeah, he, he hibernates. But he, he's not asleep. Yeah, he wakes up for a minute or two and goes, Yeah, know, what are you doing to me? Okay, all right, I'll get a little rehydrated. Put me back to bed. <laughs> I'm waiting for See, summer. folks,
4: if you listen to the movie show, you get a little of everything.
3: See what you learn about <laughs> desert tortoises. I mean, we have officially adopted him. He'll outlive me by a long shot. Maybe <laughs> Ian isn't going to have to even pass on the responsibility to uh, his kids. <laughs> Yeah, so well, they live to be about a hundred years old. What'd you get in your inheritance? A turtle. The bottom line is, meanwhile, talk about digress, squirrel. And now, because you know, I'm I'm sure that Robin does not want to miss this. Are you ready? She doesn't have her hazard pay. And now she has no pay from us anymore. Our our right. Okay. Ah. And now she had no pay when she worked for us too. And now, ooh, that hit the spot, didn't it? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the the movie show. (laughs) Here, let's move out from under the chandelier. Top (gasps) ten. It's shaking. (laughs) Talon <laughs> over your wagging his head.
2: I'm Mr. Red.
3: He's over here going, I can't believe every oh, week.
4: my word. All the video screens have fallen off I've
3: the put ball. up with this. Okay. i put up with this mockery of that great gift and talent that came from. I told
4: you we were going to a barn, and it came there it was. It came from
3: on high. <laughs> uh, okay. The Movie Show Top Ten is sponsored, believe it or not. By uh, Call Climate Services. It just shows what wonderful appreciators of the art they truly are. Yeah, that's what it does. As they put in your furnace and your air conditioning and everything oh, else. Yeah. We Great need, folks. We need them. Boy, no kidding. Call Climate Services. Okay, the number 10 movie. I'm, I'm glad that it's still in the top 10. Breaks my heart that this movie is not doing better, but it's West Side Story. It is a wonderful movie, and it's, it's made, made about $36 million. So it's
5: one of my favorite films of last yeah, year. Yeah, me too. And it's done another 26, so it's at 62, but it cost 100 to make. And I know. Not even including the,
3: anyway. This movie was created with true genius with Spielberg yeah. because it is so familiar, but yet it is so cool and exclusive. They've prepared. twisted it just perfect. I know. It's just just perfect. Uh, liquid, liquid pizza. <laughs> that, too. Put it in the blender. Licorice pizza. Has made about $12 million
5: domestically. Yeah, another eight. It's only a 20.
3: Ghostbusters Afterlife. This is a fun movie. I really liked it. It's about $130 million domestically. Another 68 foreign. It's about to go over 200. American Underdog is a 25 mil. Uh, no foreign on that one. The 355, 355. Boy, this this could have been so much better if it had only had a plot.
5: Great actors in it. but uh, They
3: go to the great Oz and just say, we only want a
5: plot. Yeah, get you know? one. Yeah,
3: okay. Uh,
5: the Kingsman. This
3: is uh, a disappointing movie in the trio. I like the first one. Second one, not so much. This one, kind of in that same league. Yeah. Redeeming Love has made about $7 million. Uh,
5: 98000 foreign dollars. Okay. 98000
3: Yeah. Really? Yeah. Ooh, sold five tickets in where? Eight tickets in uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, Sing number two. This is, uh, this is a cute little movie. Sing two. One hundred $135 million. Get this, one thirty four foreign, so almost identical. It's two sixty nine. That's respectable. Scream has dropped into the number two position for the last
5: two weeks. It was number one three weeks ago. It's made sixty two million. Just went over. It's at one hundred and seven, and they've just announced that they're already working on Scream Six. Spider Man is killing it. It is so close to overtaking Avatar now. It's very close. We're at seven thirty eight domestic, one billion and three. Anyway. Yeah. One billion foreign. It's at one seventy four, about to go one and three quarters billion dollars. Yeah, wow, just incredible.
3: All right, there you have it. The movie show top ten sponsored by Call Climate Services. Very quickly, tell us about
5: Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher is a Prime Video. A, I, get, I always want to say Amazon Prime Video, but they hate it when I say that. So it's Prime <laughs> Video. Jack Reacher. It's an eight episodes a series. And they finally got a guy that is actually like the Lee Childs novel. In fact, Lee Childs is the executive producer. He created the novels and the storyline. He said, I liked, uh, I, I liked Tom Cruise, but we got the guy. His name is Alan Richson. He's huge. And he kind of reminds you of Patrick Warburton. Yeah. You know, that kind of yeah. putty character. But he's brilliant. Reacher is a one to see Amazon Prime Video okay. starting today. All right. Hey, it's been so much fun to do the movie
3: show today. If you missed any portion of it, of course, you can always uh, go to the KSL News Radio app. Thank you so much for being along on the movie show today. And tonight, when you go home, please make sure that you hug the people you love. Really do. Worth seeing.
4: Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night.
3: Two teenage kids doing
4: what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. of forgiveness. I believe in miracles.
0: Sometimes I thought there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at the letterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.